Hi, my name is Barry Manandi and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. Z. Lionel Messi has conquered his final peak. Lionel Messi has shaken hands with paradise. Time for the biggest sports stories. Max Verstappen has taken the checkered flag to win the Japanese Grand Prix. Max Verstappen, two-time world champion. The biggest interviews. These are happy tears, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And I wouldn't be Serena if it wasn't Venus. So thank you, Venus. And all the analysis right here. There's no question that LeBron James at the worst is a top three player in the history of basketball since the game was invented. I don't want to hear that. It's just blasphemous. It's just blasphemous. Let me finish. Let you finish. I'll let you talk. Every weekday, it's my sport. It's your sport. It's CFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. It's a very good evening, Zimbabwe. It is a fire Friday here on ZFM Sport. Yes, welcome to it. This is how we wrap up the week and how we get your weekend started. The team is here. Chris meets the Alois Bunjira, our producer, Sean Tafirinika. And of course, in the studio, we got resident pundit, a man so good, they named a stadium after him, Simba Fupa Jena. If you doubt it, just go down to check Hutu. Round about there, you'll see that stadium. Simba Simba's in the studio and we'll be talking to him about all the issues and subjects that are coming out of the world of sport. My name is Barry Manandi and uh, on the home front today, our untimely injuries uh, to key playing personnel have left Zimbabwe facing an uphill task ahead of the two-match test series against West Indies which gets underway at Queen Sports Club tomorrow. International sports news, uh, the Six Nations gets underway on Saturday with players hoping to impress ahead of the World Cup which starts in September. And in around the World in 60, we have stops from uh, the updates from the King Abdullah Economic City, uh, New York, and Wisconsin. Second half of the show is the beautiful game, and we're going to kick off on the continent where the 2023 African Nations Championship draws to a potentially thrilling conclusion when Algeria and Senegal go head to head in the grand finale tomorrow. In Syria, defending Syria champions AC Milan head into the Derby della Madonnina on Sunday against city rivals Inter in dread form with just one win in their last five games. And of course the Premier League after a hectic ending to the January transfer window for Chelsea, the Blues welcome Fulham to Stamford Bridge tonight. The Home Front Local Sports News and Analysis having our fans on a little bit later on in the show and if you want to send us your message it is 0731168045 that's 0731168045 let's give you a local sports news roundup starting with tennis news Zimbabwe top seed Benjamin Lock beat Uruguay second seed Ignacio Carew 7664 to level the tie one all after day one action of the world group two playoff encounter and that's at Harare Sports Club earlier Courtney Lock went down to Uruguay's first seed Martin Cueva six 6362. Action continues tomorrow with doubles and the reverse singles. In netball news, the Rainbow Amateur Netball League will kickstart its 2023 season tomorrow with the 18 teams battling it out in six venues. Uh, that's Farm Prison, Shamba Mine, Chitunguza, Shamba Urban, Morris Depot and Patchway will host the matches. In athletics news, Harare Athletic Board will hold their track and field championships at the National Sports Stadium tomorrow. The competition will take place at B Arena and will t- cater for under-14s, under-16s, under-18s, under-20s and seniors. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. <laughs> 
Anzika guitar can you cannot fung is a go go power rangers. <laughs> He's actually got a point. <laughs> let's go. All right. If you insist, let's go. We're talking cricket uh, first up. Unti- untimely injuries uh, to key playing personnel have left Zimbabwe facing an uphill task ahead of the two match test series against the Windies, uh, which gets underway at Queen Sports Club tomorrow. Uh, Zimbabwe cricket selectors were on Tuesday evening forced to announce a depleted squad which features five uncapped players ahead of the five-day matches against the Caribbean side, which is fielding a full-strength squad. Earlier on, we caught up with cricket analyst Dean Duplessis, who's out in Mulawayo uh, for the Chevron's first test with the Windies. Well, the first thing to talk about is the rain which is around. It's certainly earlier on this morning, probably at around about 11 o'clock or so, it bucketed down beautifully for uh, close to an hour, possibly over an hour. And then after that, there was a very persistent drizzle. So there is no doubt that at least for the first two days, rain will have a part to play in this test match. Now, how much cricket we will have remains to be seen. It'll also be interesting to see how that affects the pitch because the pitch here at Queen Sports Club is normally a real feather it is very very flat however in times gone by when we have had a bit of rain around there has been assistance for the seamers you need only cast your mind back five years ago when the last test match was played here at Queen Sports Club ironically between the same two sides as well Zimbabwe were in all sorts of trouble on a day that certainly assisted the seamers but then we saw a very good partnership between Hamilton Masakaza and PJ Moore which then uh, gave life to the innings and of course Masakaza went on to score what would be his final test hundred for Zimbabwe. It really was a magnificent innings that he played against the West Indies. So this is now a very different situation for Zimbabwe. Five of their key players, no should I say not available uh, for this series due to injury and of course T20 commitments as well. So blessing was Arabani, Tendai Chatara, Sean Williams, Ryan Bull and Sikanda Raza not part of the series which obviously is a massive setback from a Zimbabwe perspective. They do of course have their captain Craig Irvin who at the press conference was quite upbeat and positive and he still feels that Zimbabwe need to play a positive brand of cricket which I think is absolutely 100% correct. Uh, there's no point in going into your shells simply because of the fact that you've lost a number of players but with positivity comes responsibility as well and it will be wonderful to see the likes of Gary Balance who has uh, a huge amount of experience playing test cricket for England and of course playing his first class cricket for Yorkshire Craig Irvin and uh, some of the younger players as well hopefully put their hands up and come to the party as well. Brandon Mavuta the leg spinner he desperately needs to be playing in my opinion. Um, I do feel that Mavuta will have something to offer despite the fact that there's some weather around get the leg spinner in West Indies normally are a bit vulnerable against spin undoubtedly they'll look to target him but there is uh, a certain amount of possibility that as a test match continues weather permitting that Mavuta may have a part to play so the all the honors are pretty much stacked heavily stacked in favor of the West Indies but it's still so good to have test cricket back here at Queen Sports Club again the voice there of uh, cricket pundit uh, Dean Duplessis giving us his thoughts all the way from Mulao and he'll be taking in the action when it states, uh, starts uh, tomorrow and uh, no doubt will give us a bit of a summary on Monday as well. Now there are a few things working against Zimbabwe Chris and then that is of course uh, the amount of injuries we've spoken a lot about that yeah. but also the fact that uh, this is our first uh, uh, jaunt back into test cricket after a while uh, mm-hmm. and then we go in with uh, a few players who are greenhorns so uh, it's a very different well, we've been very competitive in white ball cricket and mm-hmm. we've done well we're, we're moving in leaps and bounds there but tomorrow is it's a coin toss isn't it it's it's going to be I don't, I don't know if coin toss is the right word because this, <laughs> the, this looks like a very tough tie for us I think when you're taking a look at the number of absentees and also that these are key players so Sikanda mm. Raza Ryan Burl um, unavailable because they have franchise commitments then Tendai Chatara Blessing Zarabani out injured, right? Four very key players who have, you know, always given us that impetus. Mm. Then you take a look at the fact that we've had to include um, some uncapped players. So, um, wicked keeper batsman Tafazwa Tsiga, Seaman, uh, 
Sima. Seaman. Sima. <laughs> Bradley as, as a man who goes to sea is what you're referring <laughs> that, to. That's what yes. I meant. Totally. <laughs> and uh, batsmen uh, Joy Lord Gumbi, uh, Kudzai Maunze, and Tanunurwa Makoni. So they're all in line for a test debut um, should they win selection for the final 11. But that is a huge number of players not to have. Mm. And then to have to replace them with uncapped, inexperienced players. And we've seen what happens when you've put our inexperienced players, and I think very key case in point was Wesley Madevere. When you throw them in, especially in very high situ- high pressure situations like this, it never works out quite well. And I think it's not necessarily due to the ability of these players sometimes, but just due to the weight of the occasion. Yeah, and it's going to be a weighty occasion because the West Indies themselves have named a full strength squad. There's a message here from Hilary Nube in Ulai. He says, good evening, Z Sports team. Please bring Mr. Simba more often to the studios. He's such a lovable character. Well, let's test that uh, opinion uh, and, and see exactly what lovable, lovable opinion uh, Simba Fupa Jenna has of the Chevrons. All stacked against us. And the Windies have shown just how much they want uh, to uh, uh, get a bit of confidence under their belt by naming a full-strength squad, traveling with a full-strength squad, mm-hmm. not least of all, also including Brian Lara into their technical setup as well uh, to try and get themselves back uh, to where they used to be and uh, it's in in the test arena where they've fallen away pretty badly yeah fallen away really badly because Brian Lara himself will remember the heady days in which um, he played and actually led the Indies and the world beaters then recently their form has been quite patchy I think we look across their last three encounters with uh, last um, three opponents being England Bangladesh and Australia, I mean, two draws, three wins, and then two losses. And the losses were like real hammerings at the hands of Australia, which, I mean, kind of happens to pretty much the best of them. So, <laughs> coming, coming down to Zimbabwe now, and having seen how that um, warm-up match went, we are really up against it. Mm. I guess the only silver lining for me is that you come, have come into it as a known quantities. Chris alluded to the fact that uh, possibility of some um, debutants being given the nod, which also the Windies would not necessarily have had a game plan against. Yeah. So this is just that unknown quantity that is the only silver lining that I can kind of point to. And then back to your issue of a coin toss, the way it's looking now, it could be heads the Windies win, tails Zimbabwe lose. <laughs> well put. Well, he is a lovable character. I think you're right, Hillary. <laughs> well said, Simba. Uh, but the, the 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 other issue, and I'm glad Simba brought about the, the silver lining. There is another silver lining, uh, Chris, and that is the weather. They're here in in the peak of our summer. Uh, so, Lord only knows how much cricket we could get in. Uh, I mean, we saw against that uh, that Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe eleven <laughs> against that Zimbabwe eleven warm up match, the four day game. Mm. Uh, it, it was the rain that saved things because it was going to be embarrassing, <laughs> and that ended in a draw. So. Perhaps, uh, as Dean Duplessis put out, there's there's rain around, uh, which creates two headaches. Number one, if it's just the clouds that are present, mm. that means the seamers will get a lot of purchase on mm-hmm. that on that track. Uh, but if those clouds then begin to 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 uh, uh, sort of give their bounty yeah. and it starts to rain, uh, then we'll get very little cricket through. Yeah, we're gonna. And you know what? I think the times where there has been, you know, precipitation as a result of the clouds, I think it's benefited us more than anything else. And it's it's something that we've sort of been able to take a look at. And, you know, it counts in our favor sometimes. Um, squeaky bum time, the very last time against uh, Ireland most recently. But I think that's our, like I said, 12th man. Um, when you're taking a look at also that deck and like you're pointing out the seamers, could work against us but I even without all of these factors and I know you want to call it a silver lining and you're, you're pushing for the absolute best for us you're such a patriot love you for it but <laughs> this is going to be a very very tough test for yeah, us yeah tough one so we need some some great individual performances and in truth when you've got to look at individual performances apart from uh, the uh, stand-in captain Craig Irvin um, uh, Simba I've got to look at uh, Gary, Gary Ballance, Ballance who yeah. uh, he, it, let's be fair 
when we brought him back into Zimbabwe uh, cricket, yes, we wanted his his experience. We wanted him to, to perform in all formats of the game. But in truth, he's a specialist test batsman. And this is what he was brought in for. He's got to perform. Yes, and I think with the experience that he actually has, um, having been away for so long and actually gained some experience outside of um, our borders, I think he's the one who, at least from a mentality point of view, might not be that overawed by the occasion. It's just who then goes and partners with him because it's test cricket. You can't then rely on just one particular individual if the wickets are falling right across um, from him. So he would probably be the one that maybe a few of the innings would be anchored around. But if he then falls, what is the psychology for the players that are around him as well to say, mm. if we lose our balance, um, what then? You did that purpose, Can he provide the balance, can Gary? So it's, it, it's all poised in, in, and, and heavily weighted in, in the West Indies' uh, favour. It's after five years that uh, Queen's Sports Club in Ula is hosting a test match. And of course, we know that uh, it's it's a, a scene that has a lot of greenery and grassy banks and the trees and all sorts. Uh, but as uh, Dean pointed out, it is a wicket uh, that is uh, classically flat, meaning that batters uh, get a lot of purchase, certainly in the first uh, uh, innings. And then, uh, as, as it begins to wear, if we get all five days off, cricket it then begins to offer this uh, the, the 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 paces uh, they get some help and then of course the spinners come into play which is where the likes of Brandon Mavuta uh, who can uh, turn their arm over come into play but that is only if we can take this to second innings uh, and we are not uh, it's a, not an innings defeat of which I think with Zimbabwe's fight with with our gumption and our gusto and I the don't, crowd I and the crowd and the crowd and the crowd that's and the rain be, that's going to be phenomenal out at uh, Queen Sports Club Zimbabwe has every chance of being competitive and that's all that we ask as Chevron's fans just like uh, Tatenda Gwekwerere who sent us a message just saying Chevron's Chevron's and clapping emojis we're backing our boys mm. uh, some of us a little more skeptical you don't give us your name you say the match will be over in three days the Chevron's team is not strong at all so let us know your thoughts 0731-168-045 When we get back International sports news Six Nations Gets underway tomorrow From the front of the grid To the back of the net It's CFM Sport International sports news roundup Where the world comes out to play <laughs> Okay <laughs> I have to read this message You don't give us your name And and rightly so Because it says How Barry you use the word Quintos May I have the proper spelling And look up in the dictionary For its meaning And he spelt it K-W-A-I-N-T-O-S Quintos. Quintos. I, I, I can see how he can come up with that spelling. I, I, I can tell. No, 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 This is your fault. It was very clear. And then he says, I will not sign out with my name. And then he said, laughing emoji. I said, coin toss. Now you're saying it here. That just, was a it's, just that, it's just that Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe, it's coin. the P-E accent. <laughs> no, no problem. Coin toss. Yeah. It's a coin. Coin toss was what you I haven't was spelt it. saying. Coin. C-O-I-N. Mm-hmm. New word. T-O-S-S. Thank you. <laughs> That's all the man asked for. <laughs> oh, whatever, dude. That could be a woman. <laughs> anyway, we're talking Six Nations right now. Right. The Six Nations gets underway on Saturday with players hoping to impress ahead of the World Cup, which starts in September. A new-look England team under the guidance of former captain Steve Borthwick uh, faced Scotland on the opening weekend. But before that, Wales and Ireland will renew hostilities uh, to kickstart the competition. All right, guys, let's get into it. France probably had the best 2022, would you say, Sim? Simba? Yeah, I think um, looking at how they've negotiated the inbound tours and even within the people within the European ranks, they've kind of um, started to gain a steady steam ahead, ahead of the World Cup. But that being said, I think the rankings will also support that they've had a good um, um, 2022. Getting into this particular year and this um, 
But you always kind of wonder Do they keep peaking a bit too soon? Uh-huh. But this is where we'll start to see Whether that momentum that had been gathered in 2022 Will actually hold them in good stead As they start off the Six Nations Yeah, they've, they've had, they've had a, a, a stellar 2022 But it hasn't been without cost So uh, they're starting this championship A little bit depleted, aren't they, Chris? Yeah, definitely I think when you're taking a look at Where they are at the moment I'd say it's a bit of a crisis um, They're missing more than 10 frontline players Heading into this season championship and you know what injuries aside there's also a previously unwavering sort of dip they were in a bit of a dip and that upward trajectory didn't quite go according to plan towards the end of the mm. season so it's looking a, a little interesting for them they have the fortitude they've got some very good depth but 10 players frontline it's pretty heavy yeah it's pretty heavy uh Let's go move on to England. Uh, they've got a new man at the helm. Um, of course, we, we had gotten rather familiar with uh, the uh, inimitable uh, Eddie Jones, uh, whose press conferences was <laughs> absolutely <laughs> a laugh a minute, <laughs> simply because he s- sounded like he had had a few glasses of whiskey before he hit the, the press room. Uh, but now we've got uh, um, Borthwick, who uh, in truth has... Brought about a bit of uh, pragmatism uh, and uh, a, a bit of flair into the English uh, English play. Yeah, uh, I guess with Bothwick with the short notice, I think what he's being asked to do is to just resurrect what is now turning into an yeah an unsustainable disaster under Eddie Jones. With Eddie Jones' CV and everything, things should have been looking up a long time ago. Yep. And then the closer they got to it, I just suppose they just pressed that panic button and then brought in Bothwick. So far, I think you probably look to uh, put in a bit more steel around the mall mm-hmm. because the malls have just been a place where they're not really capitalizing. And when you look at their conversion rate from that, I think it's just one try from 74 that they had in that 2022 period. That's just laughable, yeah. really for a team of England's um, caliber. And, and with the attritional nature of uh, Northern Hemisphere rugby, absolutely, um, the uh, the breakdown like like the malls uh, are going to, to be, be and critical, mm-hmm. and they're bread and butter for any team that's hoping to do well in a tournament like the Six Nations, isn't it? Absolutely, because you look at it, you need to be fronting up as much as possible. But if you're going to then have these breakdown opportunities and just keep either turning the ball over or not even making any sort of ground or any initiative, then you're actually playing into the hands of the opposition. They know that you've got one less. Um, um, bit in your armory so they need to strengthen that particular thing in terms of them playing expansive um, rugby we've seen that they've got that but the likes um, of um, Itoji mm. need to come to the party and actually put a bit more steel and grit into that. Yeah, they, they absolutely need to. But uh, listen, they're always going to any Six Nations just uh, by sheer uh, weight of expectation alone uh, as uh, one of those that will be one to watch. Certainly, that can be said of Ireland, uh, Chris. Uh, they go into the Six Nations as one of the favourites and even going into the Rugby World Cup, this being a, a World Cup year, uh, they go into that. Uh, cock a hoop because they are in fine form. Yeah, and when you're taking a look at just trajectory, this is potentially Ireland's highest point since 2018. Um, so Irish rugby enters 2023 um, high on confidence. Their favourites to win at the Six Nations, but also I think the Rugby World Cup. But if you're an Irish fan, I think mm-hmm. you know that <laughs> World Cup years have never been great uh, for the Irish. So. It's, it's flattering time and time again, biggest moments. But I think Ireland is yet to clear the quarterfinal point at a World Cup. And that's a little bit shocking when you yeah. take a look at how yeah. they perform outside of the Rugby World Cup. So it, it could be, you know, the time that things turn around. But like I said, it's World Cup year. <laughs> <laughs> so the Irish, and, and, and I'm, I'm sort of looking at the Irish and thinking to myself, because of their strength and depth, because of their, their, their ability, certainly the Six Nations, I think they'll make a huge splash. Uh, the World Cup, let's wait and see, because when you get to the latter stages, like Chris pointed out, mm. uh, you need to have the, the nous to be able to navigate uh, the latter stages of any World Cup. Wales, Wales, uh, I could best probably describe them as Mr. Jekyll and Dr. What is it? Uh, Dr. Dr. Jekyll, Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Hyde. It depends who shows But you could call him Mr. Jekyll and yeah. Yeah, Dr. Hyde. Whichever. So Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, it depends who shows up on the particular tournament, the particular day, the particular 
particular evening, particular game, and the particular moment. Because Wales, I think, when they've shown promise... Mm-hmm. May, may falter when they've seemed like they're on the way down they bring a, bring out a, a performance that surprises everybody yeah and a lot of it hinges on that man back at the helm Gatland yeah uh, whether he can quickly reinstate that uh, what they've started to call Warren Ball <sighs> Um, Do we need a ball for it? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Everything has to be a ball. 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 Everything needs a ball now. Yes, yes, yes. Everything is a ball. Yes, Come yes, on. Coin yes. <laughs> toss ball. Coin <laughs> <laughs> toss. Coin toss ball. <laughs> so, yeah, with um, Gatlin back there, I think it's a, an approach that they'll be very familiar with. It's just about the people that are still in that... Um, um, squad, how quickly they're going to adapt and actually reignite those things. And then I think they've won a Grand Slam under him before. So they come in as an unknown quantity, but with the capability of some upsets, I don't necessarily see them actually um, challenging for it. But on their day in that crowd at the Millennium Stadium, I think it is where they hold most of their matches, mm. it's going to be difficult to just get um, an easy result from them. So makers for me but not necessarily being kings themselves oh okay well put uh, mm. uh, let's let's move on to Scotland they had a phenomenal start to 2022 beating England my goodness yeah. uh, that's that's the way to start a year and then uh, later on in that year they had that competitive match where uh, they had a good half against the All Blacks uh, showing that they've they've got it in them they've got it in the tank somewhere uh, mm. they just have to reach deep down and and, and grab it and and use it <laughs> I think when you're taking a look at the Scotland side, I think what's, what you're alluding to is potentially that balance that they have both in attack and defence. And they've beaten the most opposition defenders per game of any tier one side in test rugby in 2022. Mm, nice so start. incredible balance that they've got there. And just that opening start, if they can repeat that when they start again this season, especially in the Six Nations, yeah. if they're able to repeat that, I think it's going to spur them on quite nicely. Well, they start out against England, so <laughs> pleasant times. Uh, it'll have pleasant memories, won't it, mm-hmm. out at Twickenham. And then uh, finally, the Azuri. Sima, when you're saying finally, this is just by coincidence that they yes, place. to say nothing <laughs> of their ability <laughs> because they're also the last team that joined what was then the Five Nations to make yep. it Six Nations, and over the history of that competition, have been the wooden spoon. Yeah, not even candidates. It was always just given to them. But with how, how 2022 went, I think they'll be fancying themselves a bit more. They've really unshackled themselves from being a team that just wants to play mostly with their forwards. They started to throw up the ball around a bit more, so much more expensive. So they're actually more attractive even to watch as yeah, a team. Yeah, yeah. So um, whether they'll get a few more victories under their belt remains to be seen. But what we know for sure is that the margin of loss for them is going to be narrower and Throw narrower. Producer Sean, he's made a decision. He says, We need to expand the match and the game. No, I I, I, and I want to say this because I believe that Italy in the Six Nations, Argentina in the rugby championship are absolutely necessary. Yes, Mm -hmm. they've they've been caned from pillar to post, but look at the advances that you've had of Argentina uh, uh, as as a team, and then they've got that team that plays in the in Super Rugby as well, Um, the Pumas. and, and and that that participation has brought them a little bit closer year in year out. Let mm-hmm. Italy stay for a few more years, and uh, you'll see the advances in their rugby. They may not go on to win a World Cup, uh, for, uh, for instance. Not for uh, but a while. They, they will become far more competitive. So no, Sean. We will not throw them out. In fact, Italy starts their Six Nations campaign against France. They host France. Uh, England takes on Scotland, as we said earlier. And then Wales will be taking on Ireland uh, to get the Six Nations going. We're going around the world in 60. Take our play of the day. Then it's time for the beautiful game. Hi, my name's Ryan Kenz, Sunshine Tour professional golfer. And you're listening to ZFM Sport. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. In a place we've never taken off before, and that is the King Abdullah Economic City, where Abraham Ansa carded a bogey-free 63 to set the early pace at the PIF Saudi International. Ansa started on the 10th and made four birdies on the back nine, including three in a row from the 13th. In New York, Red Bull have unveiled their title-defending car for Formula One 2023 and announced a major new engine partnership with Ford, igniting the launch season with a spectacular double reveal in. 
New York, drivers Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez were both present as the sport's reigning double world champions launched the RB19 car they hope will be just as dominant as last year. We touched down in Wisconsin where Giannis Attentacumpo scored 20 of his 54 points in the fourth quarter as the Milwaukee overcame a 21-point deficit to beat the LA Clippers for a sixth consecutive victory. The Clippers will be hoping to bounce back from defeat when they take on the New York Knicks on Sunday. Lock, lock, it Fan Zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. Our WhatsApp number right here in the studio, 0731-168-045. That is the number to use to get in touch with us. And uh, it's gratifying to have Simba on the show. He almost resembles that Goromonzi guy, Chirungu Chake. That's Moffat in Harare. It's so gratifying too to get messages about Simba <laughs> and not Chris. This one is from Prince. It says, uh, I, I agree uh, I agree with Chris. Simba is being patriotic. The Chevrons will lose in two days. Oh, shucks. She was actually oh, speaking to that's She was actually speaking to me. <laughs> but that's okay. Let's direct to the Sims. Um, where is Mike? I agree with Chris. Simba, uh, you, you, you had said that already. The Greek freak scoring half of the Bucks points. The name of Chris's fan base, The Roots. Hopefully she likes it. Mm. <laughs> I, I actually do like here. that. You like The Roots? Yeah, I like yeah, The Roots. Yeah, um, I like it. That's I like cool. it. And I inadvertently read a Chris message. <laughs> you read it. He, he <laughs> couched it. He There's going to be more. I just there's going to be more. Baba Janaya Pachitown says, Chele Yangu Inurova Vanu Nasi. I can't wait to see my lovely team playing. Well, mm. let's see if they all get registered. That's that's the question, isn't it? Is <laughs> that uh, uh, you can sign all the players you want, but you yeah. need to get them registered. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, you cannot have 38 players in the You will say you've got depth. You've got depth when others are not eligible to play. Yes. Yeah. And also, how do you it have four work. four players per position? That's it's ridiculous. Nah, guys. that kind of depth is like too, that depth is exactly. too, the depth is too deep. <laughs> <laughs> we, we honestly thought that was not, that wasn't the possible. Other, are, yeah, there are other players that won't swim up. Mm. Exactly. It's too deep. It's way too deep. Uh, oh. Man, you spoke too soon, Barry. Chris, all the way. Aha! Uh-huh. Lil Big! Hello, Lil Big! Hi, Lil Been Big! Been a while, brother! Uh, it's good to hear from you, Lil Big. Lil Big, of course, a regular listener of the show. And uh, let's uh, take a look at this. Oh, that message has just closed down. Probably a good time for us to cross over into the beautiful game. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. The beating drum. The roaring fans. Take a ride on the wild side with the Africa Report on ZFM Sport. On the continent, of course, uh, there is one show in town, and that is the 2023 edition of the African Nations Championship, Chan, which draws to a potentially thrilling conclusion when Algeria and Senegal go head-to-head in the grand finale tomorrow. Uh, Algeria breezed past the challenge of Niger in the previous round, while Senegal uh, just about saw off the threat of Madagascar in their last four encounter. Of course, Senegal showing great resolve to narrowly beat Madagascar 1-0 when the sides locked horns at the Nelson Mandela Stadium on Tuesday evening. That goal coming the uh, courtesy of Pape uh, Diallo after just four minutes and they, they, I won't say hung on, but they managed to uh, hold that lead until the very end. So, gives us a final. The host, Algeria versus Senegal. And whether on paper, Alois, or in practice, this is a good final. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is a good final. Not just uh, on people, but just by by looking at the names. Yep. You know, traditionally, historically, you know, Senegal versus Algeria. 
it's, it's a good find. Before even uh, even if you didn't watch any of the matches, uh, <laughs> prime, you know, you just look at so that. You even if you just arriving now yeah. and you just see Senegal versus Algeria, you're like, okay, it's a good final. Mm. Before you even know who is playing and whatever. So I think uh, we we are in for a good final, especially for those that are watching actually the matches. We see that the Algeria is a very very good side and are playing at home as well. Good crowds mm. uh, at the stadiums as well. It brings a very good atmosphere to the. Uh, to the Chan. Chan is not normally this popular. It yeah, not it's true. not real. I think this Chan has been uh, has been an, a, a very good Chan. Yes. When you look at uh, the fans and the way the standard as well, you know, it's actually one of the best uh, Chan tournaments that I've seen. I would, seen I would, I would agree with you because I think the the the, the uh, fan. Um, engagement, the uh, the attendance at stadiums yeah. mm. uh, can only be rivaled by the Cameroon chant. Yeah. Um, but then I think this one surpasses Cameroon by the level that the we're quality. seeing of play, the quality of play yeah. uh, that we're seeing on the field of play. And also this final uh, Sims gives us a, a, a nice bit of symmetry uh, between the 2019 mm-hmm. Africa Cup of Nations where these two nations locked horns as well. Yeah, and uh, Algeria will be seeking revenge for that one. And I think with that home ground advantage and like uh, Alos has been speaking about that could help them in, in some said but for Senegal I'm wondering I'm just scratching my head trying to figure out when was the last time we had both the CAF champions and Chan champions being from the same nation if mm. that's ever happened yeah. Yeah. if that would be incentive enough if it hasn't happened then I think the president of Senegal should actually be looking to see how do you then reward these um, continental champions when yeah. they do come through. Wait a who won Chan in Cameroon? In, in Cameroon, who won Chan? Who won Chan? We'll check just now and and, and, and get back to you on that. That's a very good question uh, because yeah, to, 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 have, to have Senegal being the African champions courtesy of AFCON, Chris, and then being the Chan champions, uh, basically our local maximum as well, yeah. would be, would, be an, would demonstrate that Senegalese for already. I mean, them yeah. being in the final. Yeah, them being in the final. There's, there's, there's already a sign yeah. that Senegal football is is on the right path, on the right trajectory. Yeah. They need to somehow find a way to maintain it so that it's not a shooting star. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. <laughs> yeah, um, like the galaxy of stars. <laughs> <laughs> Ghana. Yeah. Uh, what, what is that? Yeah. Star. Anyway, star. I digress. <laughs> so, Senegal I, needs I to think maintain. it. Senegal needs to maintain and I think it'll be really like Sim said to have both of their local and international teams well composed teams Mm -hmm. um, to have both of those sides manage to win the continental trophies I think would be a very strong indication of where Senegalese football is that there's something right that their FA is doing but also I think it'll kind of indicate that the rest of the continent potentially has you know, a little bit of catching up to do because that's on both fronts. When it comes to the composition where we have international players, I think a lot of the time we take a look at these things and say, ah, no, but it's 80%, you know, they they play 80% of their team plays in Europe. This is a completely locally composed side, which for me points to just how good their Premier League is in Mm. Senegal. Yeah, uh, it, it, it might say that the quality of football in Senegal is 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 good uh, what we'd like to then see is a follow-on and see them uh, make a splash in the CAF Champions League and in the mm-hmm. in the in the, yeah. in the CAF uh, tournament the answer to your question is Morocco Morocco won the the oh, oh, yeah. Chan in, okay. in, in, yeah. in Cameroon yeah. who are another nation yeah. that has moved yep. in leaps and bounce. Yeah, I, I, I see Morocco as a, as a very uh, potential threat to a lot of uh, the top African sides as well because they are they are developing their football very well. Mm-hmm. You know, like now they just, are champions like you just of said, the you said, Champions League. In yeah. the Champions League, their exactly. club club football yeah. is just. I think it's dominating at the moment. They are dominating in the Cup okay, Confederations Cup. They're dominating in the Champions, Champions League, League yeah. and uh, for the first time in a long time, when the draw for the group stages draw was conducted, they had their teams 
the top seeds in different in different groups. That's that shows how far they have come, especially with their local football. I think that actually World can Cup show exactly. So it's both on both fronts as well. Uh, unfortunately, they couldn't actually uh, do well locally when they uh, they didn't go to the final or, or of the of the of the chain. But uh, you can actually see where they where they're going. It's actually good to see that. Well, they didn't they, attend at they, all. So yes. had they been there, who they knows? could yeah. they are they, they could have. So they are a big threat. So. Yeah. It's a, it's it's like uh, a whole lot of African countries need to follow suit. You go be around the weed. You need to make sure you don't spend too much money. That's 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 I still think that Algeria are, are good enough to, 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 to take attack, this one with the, with the home crowd. Even the standard of play, I watched the Senegal play yeah. as well. I think uh, Algeria are much better. I'd agree with that, yeah. Chris? Um, yeah, I didn't want to, but <laughs> heart obviously doesn't say Algeria, but I think when you're taking a look at the balance of the two teams, it's, it's Algeria. The Algeria, uh, Sims? They will not know how they did it, but Senegal will win. <laughs> <laughs> And ProVEN-ZUMBA-ZUMBA-ZUMBA-ZUMBA-ZUMBA-ZUMBA-ZUMBA-ZUMBA-ZUMBA-ZUMBA-ZUMBA-ZUMBA-ZUMBA-ZU
in England after a hectic ending to the January transfer window for Chelsea the Blues welcome Fulham to Stamford Bridge tonight uh, the Blues spent in excess of £300 million pounds, uh, during the month but need a mammoth turnaround to make the top four this season let's get the pre-match thoughts of Chelsea manager Graham Potter I'm, I'm the head coach so um, I don't get too much involved in, in, in the nitty gritty of the deadline day I'm uh, I'm focusing on the next day's training and preparing the team to play Fulham. Oh, I've been involved too long to know that you can't. There's some things you can't control, and from my perspective, I couldn't do anything at that point to change anything. So I found out when it was done, and obviously I'm very, very pleased because we've got a fantastic player, um, and we're looking forward to working with him. Z. All right. Uh, Shucks, that. <laughs> oh, we feel you. We um, So he's finding out on the fly, Chris. That, you know, Woodrick's oh. been signed, and and uh, mate, mate, mate. Uh, okay, <laughs> I don't believe it, and I don't think anybody believes it. He's a man under pressure who's trying to say uh, and trying to deflect to say he's trying to throw everything at getting back into some sort of form, uh, and I'm sure when names are mentioned to him he has some say he nods his head or, or shakes it or, or something not I get told they signed Mudrick oh okay we'll see him at training I've never met the man you know what I think the, the, the statement that he said right at the beginning of this clip is very important I'm the head coach and you are you are the head coach you have say you have purview and I think we can hear very distinctly in the way that he's speaking and the words that he uses that he's a man under pressure mm-hmm. he's a man who's unsure of himself and of the club at the moment and he's a man if if what he says is in fact true he's not trusted to make decisions by the hierarchy at Chelsea and that for me for any manager spells disaster if you're under that much pressure and you are not being trusted yeah so it's a it's a bit of a challenge and listen we understand that modern football yes you've got the sporting director yeah. role you've got uh, the the owner the chairman or whatever who are making the call but a lot of the times there is some with a however small or big involvement by the head coach it'll be very uh, concerning if that's not happening at Chelsea and also might be a pointer to why we've seen so many signings go into Chelsea and we heard uh, Thomas Tuchel tell us that uh, Todd Burley when he first came in wanted him to play and it was the formation of 4-3-4 or, and uh, and Tuchel said I would have Make it happen. Four three four. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. Maybe you wanted to say three four three. Ah 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 that yeah. is more or less coming through to us front of house yeah. and seeming like confusion. But it'll be interesting to see mm. how they perform against Fulham tonight. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, at the moment they, they really need a coach who is uh, who has got a very, very shrewd, uh, who is a very good uh, tactician, mm. a shrewd tactician, and you need a coach that has got so much eye for quality because right now there's there are too many players they're, they're, that are out there and, and, and they've got the material there they yeah. put, that's what i'm saying they yeah. put it together they put the good material too many so it needs a coach that can actually uh look through all that uh, many players to actually come up with a very good uh, combination that is going to uh, to to make it work. Although it might not be four four three or three four four three four. But I think I think they they he has got the material. To be honest, 
but it's a different story to actually make them play the way you want to play. But to be honest, so far we I haven't seen how Porter wants the team to play. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. watching Chelsea, yeah. but yeah. I don't know the pattern. Yeah, the finger, I don't know the how they print. play. The I don't know the fingerprint. Yeah, I don't know his fingerprint. I haven't seen what he's trying to do like with the team. In truth, in truth, we we saw more of a fingerprint very briefly. Uh, uh, Sims when he was at Brighton. Yes, yeah. uh, we could see what he was trying mm-hmm. to do. I can't. I haven't seen that. Uh, I haven't. Potter but, ball. But the, <laughs> since, <laughs> since everyone has a ball. <laughs> the landscape has changed. It's, it's a confusing thing for me because you say he yeah, doesn't have much of a say, but it seems deliberately Chelsea have also gone back to Brighton to get a lot of the guys that were supporting him in terms of the Brighton structures, in terms of recruitment and things like that. But when all of this is happening, you're still wondering if he's still being consulted. And then if he is being consulted, I think the strength of his Brighton stint was that he was making players better. Yes. Which meant that he was not always being given the final product. Yeah. Now he's getting a lot more of what looks like final product. So it, for me, it's more like a manager, a man manager that is needed with a good tactical um, uh, stewardship that's there, mm. rather than someone that is going to try and come and coach these players because a lot of them are coming in from winning um, teams and things like that. What are you going to coach a player like Koulibaly? Yeah, Jao Felix. Jao Felix. Yeah, it's, it's, it's now more of a mentality. And then on top of that, yeah. how do you then? tell them that you're sitting on the bench because of so they've also kind of maybe made it difficult for him they're for not giving Potter, him the yeah. best possible thing for him to thrive fair enough all right your week are they signings they, they are because he's the head coach key weekend fixtures this weekend everton will take on arsenal manchester united versus crystal palace wolves will entertain liverpool newcastle i don't know why that's listed as a key fixture uh, newcastle will take on west ham liverpool is having problems uh, tottenham versus manchester city and then Chelsea will be taking on Fulham in Spain. You can look forward to Atletico Madrid hosting Getafe. Mallorca will take on Real Madrid and Barcelona as a tasty affair against Sevilla. Uh, and in the Bundesliga, it's Augsburg who entertain Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, Cologne take on, takes on our RB Leipzig, while uh, Borussia Dortmund take on Freiburg. Wolfsburg will collide with Bayern Munich. That's your weekend built up the way that it ought to. And so we'll catch you on Monday for our review show. Mike will be back in the studio full team and ready to uh, give you the weekend that was don't miss it may God richly bless you that's my story and I'm sticking to it Manandi out Lionel Messi has conquered his final peak Lionel Messi has shaken hands with paradise the biggest sports stories Max Verstappen has taken the checkered flag to win the Japanese Grand Prix the biggest interviews these are happy tears I guess Right here. There's no question that LeBron James, at the worst, is a top three player in the history of basketball since the game was invented. I don't want to hear that. It's just blasphemous. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's CFM Sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Madod, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.